Darren, we'd better turn around. Why? Because I've seen enough horror movies to know any weirdo wearing a mask is never friendly. We are the things that were and shall be again. What was that film you were watching? Death, death, death. Death, death, death. Part two. Oh, Lord. Fuck the front time, bitch! What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. I'm your host, Tim Trashmouth Mills, and today's guest is the one and only musician and filmmaker Sean Scadberg of the band Foreign Pain. Now, just want to remind you guys that when I record these episodes, usually I record them about a month out, all of them except for my monthly news and reviews episode, and that's just to stay ahead of, you know, uh, release dates and all that, but of course, some of the conversation might not make sense when you listen to them as new episodes and we're talking about movies that have been out for weeks and it sounds like, you know, we're talking about them as if they're still to come. So I uh, just want to give you guys a heads up. And that's exactly why I started doing the monthly news and reviews episodes. So that way I could still talk about uh, newer films, you know, pretty consistently and uh, give you guys my opinions on them and stuff like that. So and of course, you know, I have my friends Travis and John join me monthly for those and we'll have some other guests come on the show soon too. So. But with all that being said, I just want to remind you guys to go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all updates on the podcast. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by signing up for the Patreon. It's only $2 a month, and the link for that is in the description. You'll get some stickers sent to you in the mail, a shout-out on a future episode, and a couple more perks as well. So thank you guys again so much for listening, and let's get into this week's interview. So uh, usually I start off with a few questions about, you know, like your music and some other projects and stuff like that before jumping in, just some real basic stuff. But my first one being, uh, you guys uh, dropped a killer album last year with uh, Death of Divinity. Uh, do you guys have any plans for a new record or uh, any new material or anything like that? Or are you guys just trying to play some shows and, you know, get that uh, record out there more? Yeah, so Death of Divinity, like, all in took us maybe six years, like, of just, like, back and forth, back and forth. Like, because we started it off as one thing and it kind of morphed into something else. And then uh, we just sort of kept messing with it. And I think the vocals were done. I'm going to definitely mess this up, but I would say, like, at least, I'm not exaggerating. I think he re-recorded the album, like, three times and vocals. Yeah. Um, he just like kept going back and uh, to be honest, it was just getting stronger and stronger. And so they just, they just kept like plugging away at it. And so by the time we were done, you know, I don't, I don't know if you've ever played in bands or whatever, but like, it's kind of like when you write a record, by the time you give it to the world, like you're kind of, you've done so much with it. You're like ready to do, like, let's do a new record, you know? And then like, yeah. and that was like the first thing, like Rick, uh, who's like our very good friend, he's our label manager. He was just like, please don't do another right away. Like just work on this one. And then, and then, you know, so right now, no, that, that, I mean, we've, we're obviously always talking about writing new music, but um, right now we're just focusing on shows and stuff. We've got some really good stuff in the works that I can't quite talk about yet, but like, you know, we've put in for a couple of things and we've got a couple of announcements coming and um, we're going to start picking the band up a little more active towards the like back half of the year. So by the end of the year, we'll be doing a lot more stuff. Hell yeah. And this episode won't drop to the first week of uh, October, which we talked about already. So, I'll, uh, you know, of course, anything that's been announced by then, I can uh, just put in the intro outro, you know, like I'll just, you know, give updates and shit like that. So, yeah, yeah, there'll be a, there is at least one show, like big show announcement for sure. I don't know exactly when it's going to I thought it would be done by now, if I'm honest, but I still haven't heard it yet. So, yeah. And you never know if they, you know, going to push back in an announcement or anything like that. So, hey, for you to say, yeah, that, I don't, which I mean, I could always edit shit out, but I don't want to, uh, you know, I'd rather just put it in myself later or whatever, you know. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but, yeah for sure. 
Oh yeah. And then you're also a uh, awesome filmmaker. You, uh, you do, a, you. you know, quite a few things in that realm, you know, you uh, write, you direct and, you know, some stuff in between uh, you've done some uh, music videos and uh, uh, short last year called, I love you. I'm sorry. I believe you want to tell me a little bit about yep. uh, that. You know, uh, I saw the, the teaser for it, but I couldn't really find it anywhere in uh, full. Is it out yet or. Yeah. So I don't actually know. It was so when we were doing festivals with it, we, it wasn't living like in a public space. Yeah. Um, and we haven't really, I don't know why we just never sort of, I don't know. It doesn't really have like a home, but eventually I'll put it up online. But okay. um, yeah, so that was like a short that just sort of came to be, it kind of came pretty quickly. Like it's kind of a branch off some other stuff I've been writing. Mostly everything I make, I probably have a longer form version of. So primarily like screenwriting was like my first like love it was like the thing that i wanted to do besides music yeah. and so i've written a lot of features and so that's kind of where that came from a feature that i've been working on oh. um and then i'm not sure if you saw the uh south of life video that i did for form pain the, the horror one yeah that was actually um, my next question was about that one so if you want to go and talk about that one just blend it again. yeah yeah so that that one is like a i don't know it's like a fever dream right like I, so that's like a scene from a movie that i've been writing for like five years and uh well, yeah um, grind it's super, it, yeah it's super weird and like super super strange and and the movie itself won't be as grindhousey as that but it kind of came from we shot this scene and i was trying to figure out like okay it's not really a short i was like well i can just kind of turn it into a video and like and so the the guy in it is actually one of the one of my friends that actually co-directed uh i'm sorry with me oh, yeah. and then um the uh woman in the the I don't know, demon ghost thing in it. That's Vanessa. That's a, a, like a friend of mine. She's, I think she's in Mayans now. That's what she's doing now. She's like a big thing in Mayans, I guess. I don't know. She's doing great. I'm, I'm super happy for it. So okay, um, that's awesome. She, she's doing really awesome. Um, so yeah, we just, we did that on a whim. We shot that thing in like four hours and uh, it finally came out. We actually shot it in 2018 and it came out last year finally, but yeah, that's just sort of like a passion thing. Like I, I love horror, but I struggle with as a filmmaker, I struggle with writing horror. Yeah. Um, I have a real I have a real trouble committing to the bit. Like, uh, I don't know why. Like, I love horror and, and I don't have trouble watching it. Yeah. Like, I don't sit there and like poke holes in it. But I, when I sit down to write it, I, I will just sit there and tear it apart. I'll be like, well, that's not plausible. That's not, you know, it's like you kind of have to let that go when you do horror. And for whatever reason, I just struggle with it. And that's that's honestly why I haven't made too many horror like i did i did just shoot a horror movie in march uh it's a short called john that's not yeah. out yet it's still in post but it is a mixed media it's half vhs half 16 millimeter film okay. um and it's it's sort of like as i can see in the background here it's sort of like maniac it's like a stalker serial killer um yeah but it's but it's all sort of like first person a little bit and it's like kind of strange and yeah so that'll be out i'm hoping end of the year depending on how post goes so yeah. And that's one thing I was going to say about when you said it's like harder to, to do horror is like horror is so saturated now, not with, you know, bad stuff, but just with like overall just a ton of horror. So I feel I feel you on that. Like when you watch a ton of it, like every time you do anything, you start to think it's like, was it in this movie? Was it in this movie? So like you just you have so much of a worry of ripping off and then you also are, are just feeling like too much of a you know copy of everything. And then you also got uh, like you probably are more critical of something that you love more. You know what I mean? Like same thing with writing uh, like music. You know what I mean? Like if somebody hand you a hardcore record you're gonna be a little bit more critical of it than you might be of like a pop record he's like i'm listening to shit like you'll immediately you might immediately be like or you know i don't know if you listen to pop i listen to some pop music but uh everything i listen to everything what's what's weird though is i love non-ironically i love like low budget cinema like i love the spirit of like 
an underfunded movie. I like, I really genuinely do. Like I will go on like, like Tubi is a great resource for this, right? Like I'll go on oh, yeah. Tubi and watch, there's so many like $20,000 horror movies on there and stuff. And, and to be honest, like, even if they're not great, you know, a lot of them aren't, but like, I just love the spirit of it. Like the spirit of making a feature film, like I, most people have no idea like how, it doesn't matter what budget level, how much of a grind that is. Like it is so, I've never made it, I haven't made a feature yet, but I've worked on features and it is, I mean, I did one, we, I, I was an AD on one in January um, for my buddy and like that was three or four weeks and we, we stayed in these rented houses and we were shooting up in the woods and it was, I mean, it was crazy and it was a blast, but it's, it's just like, there's so much to it, you know, like it's, yeah. it is such a grind, like even at a, at a small budget level. And that's why I love horror is because I, I think horror is this genre all by itself where $200,000 movie can make $20 million in a weekend and change yeah. 10 people's lives. You know, like I always think about like gallows in that respect, like gallows is like such a success story, right? Cause it's such a low, but I think it was, I, I'm going to probably kill these numbers, but like, I think it was something like a $500,000 movie after it was all said and done. And it just absolutely crushed, you know, like in the box office. And it's like for an independent filmmaker, that's like the dream, right? I mean, the, the dream is to make money to do the next project, you know, like that's yeah. the best you can hope for is like, is to become like a working, get that, like the wheels turning on that, you know? No, no, exactly what you mean. It's, uh, you know, uh, another one, you know, paranormal activity, you know, like how low, mm -hmm. you know, budget that one was, or even, you know, uh, you even find some gems out there, you know what I mean? Like a lot of the stuff that ends up on like screen team releasing and shit like that, you know, stuff that doesn't quite make, make it to those audiences, but, uh, are just fun. Yep. Like, uh, they just had a, uh, over in Pittsburgh, they had a premiere for the barn Two last night. I don't know if you've ever seen, okay. it, seen the barn, but it's, uh, I don't think I have. it's super fun. And it kind of feels like when you watch it, it feels like you're watching a low budget movie from the eighties, but it just came out like a few years ago. But it's uh, okay. it, it's super awesome and like it's uh, everything's practical. It's just like a love letter letter to eighties horror and everything. And it's uh, it's definitely no, on Tubi yeah. for sure. A couple of the screen team movies are that are pretty good. That one, Witching Season, which is like a an anthology one, and they're all very like Halloween feely, especially the barn. It's like all about Halloween. But um, so it's yeah. just like uh, I know exactly what you mean. You like when you find one of those and you're just like, damn, like I wish this it could find that audience. You know what I mean? Like uh, some of those movies will just blow you away and you'll be surprised by them. So yeah, I love yeah. Yeah, like like paranormal activity is like obviously like one of the biggest success success stories, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, for my money, like Blair Witch is the best independent horror film ever made. And this is just my opinion, because I just think there was just such a like attack when they made that movie. Like they made that website for like missing people and like they were like promoting it as like a you know, this found footage thing. And it's like the lore of the movie is bigger than the movie. The, the movie is really not much you know there's yeah. not much to it but like um for me personally it was a big inspiration for me because it showed me that like you know a lot of this is just spirit and it's just like pushing forward and like believing in your project and just and just going for it like 100 percent. and if you don't have the money to make a giant studio movie you can always do other things to market it you know yeah. um and you know and that same thing like making missing people you know um i'm not certain if this is true but i had heard that the same thing was with Cannibal Holocaust that he had like paid them to like disappear for a while. I have no idea if this is true or not, but that is uh that's something that I had read in the past was like, that was part of the hype of that movie is people really, they really thought those people had died in that movie. And that movie's like pretty rough. You know, I, yeah. I don't really like the, the animal violence stuff. Doesn't really, that's like a big 
thing I don't love. I don't like that it's real. That's kind of the thing that bothers me about that movie. I'm not squeamish to gore or anything like that. It's just that's pretty rough, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't do the and the animal stuff's not. Yeah, it's not for me. Yeah. But no, that was uh, definitely, uh, it was in their contract that they couldn't appear. It wasn't that they couldn't go in public or nothing, but they couldn't appear in anything else, like uh, acting wise for a year after the movie came out. And then, uh, so he ended up getting caught. He had to go into court and bring the actors in to show that they were still alive and that he didn't really kill them and stuff like that. So, Oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, to me, that's like the ultimate, like turning that into like a meta project, you know, it's like, this is like a whole thing. Now. Like, yeah. It's now, so cool. the, uh, but yeah, as far as the animal desk go, that's, uh, that shit is uh, like, gut-wrenching i wish they would have you know i wish at this point because like they don't really move the story forward in the movie so i wish at this point they would just take them out of like every cut you know what i mean because like it wouldn't shorten the yeah. movie. i feel like the movie itself is like one of the greatest found footage horror movies but it just has a stain on it because of that you know what i mean so yeah it sucks, it's so. my problem is that like I'm, I'm with you on that but i'm also like i almost think they should leave it in because i just think it is what it is you know like yeah. that's part of it you know it's it's yeah it's messed up but like that's sort of part of it, you know, like, and, and unfortunately that's just like part of it, you know, cause yeah. it exists either way, like the damage is done, you know? And so, sure, sure. um, I don't know. I don't know if that's the answer or not, but I almost just feel like, I don't know. I'm not too into like censoring stuff that doesn't need to be too, uh, too nerfed. You know what I mean? Unfortunately that, that does suck that it's real, but yeah, you know, it is what it is, I guess. No, I agree with you. It's kind of one of those things that you kind of watch it to make sure it doesn't happen again type thing. You know what I mean? Like it's a reminder of what not to do type uh, situation. Well, and that's just like such a sign of the times, right? I mean, yeah. God, you could never do that now. Like oh, you would yeah. never work again if you did something like that now, you know? And also like, I just think ethically, like people conduct themselves differently now. Like I just don't, I don't think people would have the same reaction. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I just feel like I, I don't find myself in positions like that anymore at all. Like I, I feel like people are way more like aware of the things they're saying and doing now more than ever. But. Yeah. Now. And even then it was like, uh, you know, it was an Italian director. So of course they have different like stuff than we do as far as like what, like uh, they're used to and like they find normal and shit like that, you know, course, especially, yeah. especially being like uh, from Italy in the, 70s 80s you know what i mean so he's an old guy now so i mean even then is like uh he has different uh values and ethics but he also has them from like back in the day as well so it's like who knows you know what kind of shit they were thinking but um, absolutely but uh, i do uh, i did want to ask you just real quick while we're on the subject of like sure. just like low budget films have you ever seen the movie called found period it's uh, um it's one of those that kind of uh it's very low budget and the acting is terrible in it but it's one of those movies that to me is proof that like if you have really good storytelling you can captivate somebody because like I watched that movie and like no matter how bad the acting was, I was glued to that shit because it was just uh, very um, it's pretty much about a kid that finds a, a decapitated head in his brother's closet. And like, oh, he, wow, he has to like deal with the fact of like, is his brother killing people? Like, it's like all from the point of view of the little brother. That sounds it's, cool, like, actually. No, I don't know why I've not heard of that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really good. And then he finds like this film and then they ended up uh, making that film into like another film. So like there's two films that you can watch. The other one's called Headless and it's pretty much like the film within the film. But that one's just like kind of fucked up. But you'll see if you watch Found. Uh, Found's on Tubi. So I highly recommend that one, too. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely check that out. Then I'm always looking for Tubi stuff. I have a group chat with a couple of friends where we're just hunting for the okay. most insane Tubi movies, man. There are some like wild. I can't remember this one we were watching. It had like a mummy in it and a zombie. It was like the most insane movie I've ever seen. But it was, I don't know. I'm butchering it, but whatever it was, it was crazy. It's like one of the craziest. It was like a super low budget. I think it was like maybe an 80s movie. It was it was an older movie, but yeah. 
Every time somebody recommends something and they're like, it's an older movie, I'm like, oh, it's probably on Tubi. I'll just look. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Their catalog is ridiculous on that. But... Oh, yeah. But uh, do you have any uh, other than, uh, I believe you said it was called John, the uh, short film you have coming yeah. up? Uh, other than, you know, that, do you have anything else you want to promote, you know, in the filmmaking world before we move on to, you know, just generally talking about horror movies and stuff? Not right now. I mean, John's the thing I've got right now. I've got some other stuff in the air that I can't talk about yet. Mm-hmm. um but overall yeah that's as far as filmmaking goes that's what's going on with that and then the band stuff too um is kind of up in the air too so i got a lot of stuff up in the air but uh hopefully by the end of the year there'll be more stuff to talk about so oh yeah so uh my first question when it comes to uh horror movies is you know what was your relationship growing up and uh or what was your relationship with horror movies growing up and you know did it change at all as you got older and became an adult uh yeah i've pretty much always loved horror movies um the first horror movie i can ever remember first horror movie i can remember watching was the original friday the 13th okay. um i know exactly how i saw it i was at i was at my grandpa's house i think they were watching it and there was like this little like three stair thing in their living room and i crawled down that and was behind the couch and i could like watch the movie and that's what i remember watching that movie and just being like crazy scared you know i was like very young i don't remember how old but that's the first time i can remember watching that and then i oh, yeah. My dad was a big comedy and horror nerd. And so him and I would watch Tales from the Crypt on HBO all the time. Um, That was like, that was like a big thing for us. And it's definitely not appropriate, but um, nonetheless, we watched it anyway. So that's, that is my relationship with that is that I I've always really liked horror. Um, I think because of Tales from the Crypt, I've always been kind of drawn to like a lot of the campy stuff. Like I really like, I like when it's like a little ridiculous, you know, like, and also, I just love, I love slashers. Um, it's just always been a big thing. Like, I love Maniac and, um, you know, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer and um, Friday the 13th and all that kind of stuff. I wasn't as big on Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm not sure why. I think maybe I just missed the boat on it or something. But I've just always been more in the vein of, like, Friday the 13th style, kind of like 80s slasher movies. Hell yeah. No, no, exactly what you mean. They're like a little bit more brutal ones when it comes to slasher than the like comedy side of horror stuff like that. But yeah, yep. Hell yeah. No, I really uh, enjoyed that one too. Uh, Henry Portrait of, uh, of a Serial Killer that you mentioned. That's one that mm-hmm. just like, uh, I feel like really sticks out and I'm surprised it's not seen by more people, especially now with Michael Rooker being, you know, massive for being Yondu and the Marvel Universe and shit like that. But I think it's too gritty. Yeah, no, definitely. It's like, it's just like low budget enough. It's kind of like the original Last House on the Left yeah like it's it's like like i remember the first i went through this phase in high school where i was still renting from like family video i don't know if you guys have family video out there but yeah. we had like family video and um the tail end of blockbuster i think might have been like when i was like 13 14 but i was going through like phases so i'd get in i'd get really into like exploitation movies and so i'd rent everything i can get my hands on and like i was doing like waves of them but that brought me to like you know last house on the left and and uh trying to remember all the i spit on your grave and like like movies like that and uh you know last house the original last house is just man there's some scenes in that movie that are so incredibly hard to watch because it's low budget it feels like you're seeing something you're not supposed to see yeah you know like like the guys and the girl in the woods like that scene is so rough (laughs) like even now i can barely like i can barely sit through it it makes me so uncomfortable but um, I think that's kind of what gave those movies an edge. It's like it feels like you're watching a home movie almost in like a messed up way, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Pretty much anything before, like before uh, 
honestly before 1980 i feel like almost has that gritty feel of realness like uh halloween kind of doesn't but like anything else that came well i guess pretty much anything before 78 because halloween is really when it started i feel like to clean its act up as far as like not looking so real and looking a little bit more polished like a movie as far as like you know the uh the big horror films and stuff i guess black christmas earlier on and like I mean, you still had other mm-hmm. stuff, but you know what I mean? Like uh, a lot of the oh, slashers, totally, yeah. sh- like the actual slashers and stuff outside of which even Black Christmas stuff has a grittierness to it that Halloween doesn't, you know, as far as him saying like fucking like the words pussy and cunt and stuff on the like the yeah, oh, yeah, stuff. For like, sure. yeah, so yeah. It's like, and then the girl being smashed drunk the whole fucking time and being like, yep. uh, I don't know, just like talking shit to the cops and everything. So it's just uh um, I don't know. It's just uh, I'm with you, though. Like even, you know, a lot of people say their favorite Texas Chainsaw. And that's exactly the reason why, you know, the original one mm-hmm. is because it's like you feel like you're watching something you shouldn't like you're watching somebody's home video pretty much and uh yeah last house on the left is like a perfect example of one of those that just feels like you shouldn't be watching it like because even yeah. cannibal holocaust like still feels honestly feels faker to me than fucking last house yeah you know and i i actually came to i came to that film later i think i was like late in high school before i saw cannibal holocaust and yeah, yeah i remember Cause there's like a lore. If you, when you're a kid, there's like a lore of that movie, right? Like, oh, it's banned in countries and it's crazy. And like, you can't wait to get your hands on it. And I remember watching it and being like, man, I am, there's definitely like some stuff in it. That's like, damn, this is like, this sucks that I'm watching this. But then there's like tons of, there's like, you know, like straw dogs and, and stuff like, like movies like that, where you're like, dude, these are, this is like way worse than this. Like this stuff is like really violent. Like, you know, it's just the way that women were treated in that. It's just really like rough, you know, but the good news is a lot of those exploitation movies are the women end up being the hero, right? Like they like kind of come, they're like revenge movies, you know? So like they come yeah. back and end up like fucking shit up, you know, but um, it's just, those scenes are just so rough, you know? I don't know. That's, yeah. that's why I, I had that phase and I'm good. You know, like I don't, I don't revisit those movies so much. Texas Chainsaw. I don't really put, I don't know why, but I don't put it in the same boat. Like it's yeah. sort of different for me for some reason. Um, even, Friday the 13th doesn't it's not a sexploitation movie it doesn't oh, yeah, feel no, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of sex in it but it's different it doesn't feel it just doesn't have that like gritty disgustingness to it it's just like teenagers you know or whatever whatever the like theme of it is or you know but it's like I don't know it's, it's less it's less like fucked up I guess you know in a way because the fucked up part is the killing not just like all the violence being done to women you know what I mean yeah it's like uh even though the kills are like uh very you know gory and stuff like that a lot of them are you know over the top fashion and in a way that it's like uh very quick too so it's not drawn out you know what i mean like even though uh and they're dead i mean i hate to say it but i mean watching somebody get brutally raped for 30 minutes and then being like all right well now they have to live with this it's like a little worse than watching somebody getting their head chopped off because then you're like oh they're fucking dead so it's like the pain and you hit you hit it right there you hit the nail on the head it's like it's the it's the quickness of like, oh, he's not like, yeah, it's like you said, like the, the rape scenes, it's like, that shit's almost worse than cutting someone's head off because yeah. it's just, it's so disgusting and brutal that you're like, dude, I don't even want to like, like just end this. You know what I mean? Like, let's yeah. you know, like Jason doesn't do that. He just puts you in a sleeping bag and throws it against a tree or whatever. Um, but you know, it's like whatever works, you know what I mean? Like it's a, he's in it for different reasons, you know? Okay. Uh, no, definitely. <laughs> But uh, so um, my next question is, do you have a, uh, any of them that, you know, ended up uh, becoming a favorite of all time? And, you know, with there being so many horror movies, of course, if you want to go ahead and mention like a few that sit at the top for you, uh, you're more than welcome to. I made a little list here because I'm, I have a horrific memory. Prob- I'm, a, I'm really, really into anthology movies. So okay, I, love, I love the Creepshow movies, like both of them. For my money, it almost doesn't get better than that. I don't care 
how campy they are. I don't care how low budget they are. I think they're brilliant. Like, yeah. I think they're, especially the first one, they're so, just from a filmmaking standpoint, like I'll, those, those comic book transitions where like there's frames. I mean, it's just so cool and stylized, especially for the time that it came out. It's like, this is unbelievable. You know what I mean? Like, this is yeah. like, there was such a vision for this. Like somebody loved this and like wanted to like make this a thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so for me, it would be Creep Show. There is this uh, French film called Inside. Are you familiar with okay. this? Yeah. Yeah. I love I love Inside. It's disgusting, but it's like a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know if fun's the right word. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's fun to be like Gore. It's a fucked up movie, but I'm a big fan of that. You know, obviously Maniac, obviously Henry, Five the Thirteen, Blair Witch is a big one for me. Again, I just love the spirit of Blair Witch. I think it's you know, regardless if nothing happens, as people say, I just, it's undeniable the first time you watch it, how tense that movie, it was for me at least, I, I felt really tense. Yeah. Kind of the same way I, when I saw The Ring, the, the American remake the first time, I was pretty young, and I remember being like so tense during that movie. Yeah. And that I don't, I'll say this, I don't think it aged as well, you know, like I don't, I don't feel that anymore, but I remember the first time seeing it being like, wow, I don't, you know, because I hadn't, I wasn't familiar with the originals or anything, so yeah um i grew up in a very very small town so everything that i know about movies i've had to hunt so like i didn't i didn't start off with like this huge grindhouse palette where i could just like you know i kind of had to dig for everything that i like um no i'm right there with you though uh, i you know grew up in north carolina like an hour from virginia beach and like an hour away from like the outer banks but like those are like you know even those are the hot spots here but like that's mm -hmm. like surfing and biking shit you know there's not much horror sure. and stuff going on so like uh it really i'm right there with you it took like my uncle to kind of start to get me into like horror and stuff like that but even then he mm -hmm. was just like uh like he was showing me like the rob zombie movies when they were first coming out and shit like that and then i mean i watched horror growing up you know but i was just always scared of it and stuff so it took mm -hmm. somebody that was actually into horror to get me to like switch from being scared to like being into it but so i'm with you i didn't watch like like cannibal holocaust was something i didn't see until like after i graduated high school which was like 2010 you know what i mean so it was like you know probably 2012 when i saw it and shit like that so yeah for sure and i mean same with me it's like a lot of my early horror experiences were just whatever came out you know so yeah. i remember same. house of a thousand corpses like where i lived wasn't in theaters right it only came out in some theaters but it was on pay-per-view right because my mom had uh, direct tv oh, and yeah. so i remember we like my brother and i rented that and it, and it was like crazy you know it was like scary i was like scared the first time i watched it. it's funny that i was scared because now when i watch it it's like it's nuts you know it's yeah. more like nuts than it is scary but I'm a Rob Zombie apologist, by the way. I honestly love pretty much what everything he's done. I thought, oh yeah, what was the witch one? I always uh, forget the name of it. Lords of Salem. Lords of Salem was the only one, but in his defense, I just feel like that. I feel like he lost that somewhere. Like it felt like somebody else had fingers in it. I don't know. When I watched it, I was like, it's just, it's like his grit just wasn't in it. Like it was something. Something was like wrong with it. You know, like it was there. Yeah. Like the the design was good and like everything was there. It just didn't work for me for some reason i, I heard a, uh, i was gonna say i heard an interview where he said uh that like towards the end he had like an idea of what he wanted but he didn't really know how to show it visually so he just went with <laughs> like a with like a mind fuck and i was like that makes sense but at the same time i was like if you would have gone with more straightforward because it was supposed to be about like her descending into like into hell and all sure. that stuff but i was like i don't i was like i feel like the fact of putting of like uh, uh a dwarf uh satan was just like i feel like that was too humorous in the movie that was so serious and shit like that it just mm -hmm. like really really takes you out of it in the ending but i i agree that was a movie uh that was like one of the last few movies i went and saw like a midnight release of in theaters because they were doing like very like 
they were only doing like midnight releases uh in some theaters mm-hmm. here like they weren't even like going to keep it for like a couple weeks or nothing and uh, it was like yeah. a fathom event or something but they were doing it at midnight mm-hmm. and um so they did it and uh i walked out of it really fucking disappointed and then i rewatched it like months later and enjoyed it way more just because it was like you actually get a little bit of acting out of sherry moon for the other movies it's like her just being really like i really like her as a baby like i love exactly it's like that part was made for her it's like the part of a lifetime right it's like that's the part she's meant to play i think yeah but like in that it just seems like her being like her uh her persona that she puts on when she like used to dance back in the day and shit like you know what i mean it seems like Mm -hmm. her but just like amplified you know what i mean so it doesn't really seem like as much uh acting as as like in lords of salem it really didn't seem like her you know what i mean like the whole like Mm -hmm. mopey like goth vj type or dj type shit and uh so i really enjoyed that and a couple of the other cast members were uh great as well so um, but, uh, uh, some right there with you, I really enjoy all of his movies, but that's one that, uh, probably is that one probably sits at the bottom for me, right? Up, well, it's second bottom. I don't like his Halloween two. I like his Halloween one, but I really don't like his Halloween two. Yeah, that's fair. I was going to say the Halloween movies too. Like I'll, I'll say that I, I should, I, I can't defend them necessarily because I understand why people dislike them. Here's what I'll say back to the spirit of filmmaking. It's like, I like that he just swung and he like did his own thing. And he's like, I'm just going to take a chance and like do the story I want to do. And like, to be honest, like sequels and remakes could stand to have a little bit more of a risk you know, I feel like everybody just chooses the safe option and and just goes with whatever, you know, like, but yeah, I mean those movies and, you know, but I, I'll be honest, like I liked three from hell. Like I thought that was like a, a good little, button on that trilogy you know what i mean like you know 31 was okay it sort of just happened i don't know i don't i I don't want to criticize anyone's work you know because i I do i do think he's a visionary i I really do i mean you you can't deny like his design and the way that he the way that he sees films i mean he's nobody makes movies that look like his you know yeah um so i I respect that a lot um but i don't know and we'll see what this monsters movie is like i i saw the trailer and i understand what he's trying to do i don't i i don't know what to say about that exactly i don't i don't know i i don't know what to say about that one but yeah the, the, <laughs> the more recent like little teasers i feel like have me a little bit more uh optimistic for the monsters but i'm gonna kind of like wait until i see it to kind of give my full opinion but uh i'm excited for some of the casting and stuff like i like jeff daniel uh jeff daniel phillips as uh herman munster i think he's gonna knock it out of the park and then uh daniel uh roebuck as grandpa I think they're yeah. awesome. So I think here's what I'll say. My my hope for that movie is that like just based on reading a lot of what Rob's written and watching his interviews and stuff, like I don't believe there's very many people that love the monsters as much as he does. So yeah. like I think like pass or fail, whatever happens with this movie, you can't say he didn't try, you know. Like I really I think that he wanted to make the movie he wanted to make a great movie. So yeah. Um I'm gonna give it like the love it deserves and go see it and like you know, we give it like a fair shake, you know, regardless of what people are saying about it right now. So no, fuck yeah. I agree hundred percent. And uh um I even thought about pre-ordering the Blu-ray, but then I was like, I'll I mean, because it's gonna hit streaming same day as theaters, I'll I'll be able to see it like mm-hmm. you know, even if I can't make it out to the theater. So I'll just watch it on that. But I definitely probably will end up picking a Blu-ray up, even if I don't like it or not, just because to you know have a complete Rob Zombie collection or whatever. But um, absolutely. But no, I uh, I agree 100. percent And I feel like the same thing like with those Halloween movies. Like uh, that's why I don't really like two so much because I feel like that was the studio saying, "Oh, your first one made so much money, let's make a second one." Because in the first and then the first one, she like shoots him in the face. Like Rob Zombie had an ending. Like that shit was she killed him. Like it was right. technically over. And then they came to him and made him do the second one. But he did the first one out of true love for the first, you know, for the movie. 
and like truly had an idea and like everything. So that's why I, re I really enjoy the first one. But uh, uh, the second one, I don't even hate the second one. It's just uh, definitely like such a, you know, um, such a drop from the first one that I think that's why I don't like it so much. But um, yeah, I think he, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's pretty much, that's what it is. It's just sort of a drop. And, and then, like you said, I think it was a concluded and then it was sort of like, all right, let's do another one. You know, I think a lot of art in general suffers from that. Like it's yeah. a lot of bands and a lot of, movies that like they're like we gotta we gotta milk another one out of this thing and it's like all right you know oh yeah and um, i even feel like his monsters movie kind of seems like a pilot that he wrote for a returning series because it seems like it's uh lily and herman getting together or not lily um i can never is it lily i can't i think it is i don't i think lily's yeah, a daughter I, so. I can't remember but i don't i'm not like a monsters uh i don't yeah, know that much about monsters i've watched it but i'm not like a huge fan. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely watched it a ton as a kid, but again, as a, that was a kid. So, like, I remember Herman and, like, uh, Eddie Munster, but that's about it. Like, I didn't even mm -hmm. remember Grandpa was just named Grandpa for the longest time until they were casting. Right. But, uh, no, that's just one of those things that it's, like, it seems like they're setting up, like, them two meeting, and then, like, at the end, they'll probably end up pregnant with, like, Eddie Munster, or, like, he'll come around or whatever, you know, something like that. So, I feel like this is, and it's, you know, nowadays, pilots are, like, an hour, hour and a half. So, I feel like he probably wrote, like, a really solid pilot here, and hopefully uh, it actually gets a good return on it so he can, you know, continue a little bit with it, especially if Netflix has, you know, already got their hands on it, so. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah, I mean, a sequel or something, so. Let's hope. I mean with his stuff it's like i feel like it's been getting further and further between films and stuff so yeah oh yeah 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 but he's also getting up there in age so the uh the music's probably gonna uh, you know eventually he's probably gonna slow down on that you know i'm not gonna assume for anybody i mean look at alice cooper but shit so hey man <laughs> stones are still sliding on their knees on stage so who right. knows you know <laughs> those guys are like what are they like 76 years old yeah, they take a little uh, longer to get up off their knees, but they're <laughs> hey man, listen, they're still killing it. So right, hell yeah. But uh so before I move on to my next question, I do want to uh you know, because we kind of went off on the Rob Zombie talk. Uh do you have any other films on the list that you want to mention? Sorry, I have some more recent know. ones that I really liked. Um, I don't know if you're a, a big shutter watcher or not, but Shudder's got an original called Like Me. I don't know oh. if you've seen that. Great, like little tiny movie, sort of like a I guess it's like a horror kind of kidnapping movie. It's super cool about this like girl that's obsessed with social media and like kidnaps this dude and like goes on like a crime spree sort of, it's a super awesome movie. Like it's like weirdly great. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't expect much and it just like for my money, like really delivers. Um, oh, yeah. I really enjoyed that. Uh, there's this great film called the wild boys. That's also on shutter, okay. which is an insane, like 16 millimeter art house movie about these boys who commit this horrible crime and get put on this ship with this captain and like get sent to this Island and they start eating all this fruit that like changes them into women. Oh, and it's, it's the most insane. It's really great. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like this, cause all the, all the boys are played by women, but like, I, I, it's hard to explain, but like, it's such a great movie. Like it's like this yeah. weird, really, really like art house movie. Like if you like, slow motion sequences and you know it's like very art housey and like you know you kind of have to fill in some blanks but okay. uh it's re really great i love that i'm really loving one cut of the dead i don't know if you saw that yeah that's a fucking fantastic movie yeah no i love um, that shit i watched it for the first time when joe bob showed it because i watched the last oh yeah, yeah yeah oh me too i'm a huge shit. fan yeah i oh, love yeah. joe bob I've, i watched i watched this whole last season oh, yeah. um house of jack built was another that lars movie i loved that um yeah. I kind of think that might be not Dylan's best movie, like besides singles, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and then Freeway. 
Freeway is just the most insane fucking movie. That's a movie I like always tell people to watch because I think it's the most. Have you seen this? Uh, no. Is that the um? I feel like I'm even Dorf. Yeah, I was about to say I've definitely seen the like I've heard of it a few times and stuff like that, but I've never actually sat down and watched it. Uh, you said you recommend it? Oh my god, it is just it's one of those movies that's like three movies in one. Like these massive moments keep happening that like shift the entire arc of the story. Fuck you. And uh, I. Reese Witherspoon, right? Is she's yeah, like that's who I was God, she's yeah. so young. She's got to be like like a teenager in her. So it's crazy. It's got to be like one of her first movies, but like around fear um, age and shit. Which I really I like think she, too. yeah, she might even be younger. Honestly, I can't remember. But man, what a crazy! You got to watch that one. That one's like just nuts. I think it's on Shutter now. Actually, I think they just put it up for Halloween. But yeah, I was looking um, for a, a pen to write it down, but I don't remember Freeway. That's not hard to remember. Yeah, it's, worst it's, case scenario, I'll look at Reese Witherspoon and just go down her fucking list. So. Exactly. Yeah. Now that right now, those are like the big ones for me that I was really enjoying. And then obviously, I've been watching all the like new stuff. You know, like I, I'm I'm very fortunate because I live in a place where I can go to screenings. So okay. I've seen like I saw Man and I saw I saw Pearl. I'm not supposed to say I saw Pearl, but I went to a, I saw a test screening of Pearl. Um, yeah. and, uh, I had to sign like NDAs and I actually can't talk about it, but I did see it. And, uh, yeah, we just won't come um, out until October. So Pearl will be out. So you like, you don't have to worry about like, I can, uh, Oh, that's true. You technically well, okay. can say that you saw here's, it and that, like, here's what I'm going to say about it. And there's no spoiler for me. So yeah, <laughs> I won't, but I'll tell you this. It's fucking great. Fuck. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's better than X. Yeah. X is my favorite movie of the year so far. And not because it's the best movie of the year. It's the funnest movie to me this year so far, but X is fucking awesome. Yeah. Like Ty is like, he's on one right now. I don't know what's going on, but I don't. He just like struck something, and he is just crushing it. Because Pearl is unbelievable. Like Mia needs to win like a legitimate award for it. She has like this monologue in it that is like it's unbelievable. The movie it's like a completely different tone than X. Yeah, like it's like a coming of age like serial killer. Movie. It's crazy. Like it's and it's shot sort of like classically. Like it feels like an old like. I don't know, like Green Acres or something. You know, it's like super weird and like, but it's just so cool and interesting. And, okay. um, but yeah, that that movie's fantastic. You know, it's like it's so good. Yeah, actually, I uh, just interviewed Timothy Williams, who is the orchestrator for that film, because uh, pretty much Tyler Bates did the. Well, he actually, uh, I think that awesome. back, he uh, co-composed it with Tyler Bates. He orchestrates a lot of other films, like he or- orchestrated Get Out and you know the It movies and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but. Um, he actually co-composed it with Tyler Bates, but of course he couldn't tell me nothing about it either. But I'm saving his episode for the week the movie comes out. So that yeah, way it's that like, movie's it's yeah his the org the orchestration and it's great. The soundtrack yeah. is unbelievable in it. Yeah, I mean it's just so great. Fuck yeah! No, I'm excited because um, of like uh like I asked you know even asking him you know I know the movie takes place in ni- like 1918 so I was like I know that has to do with yeah. the, you know with the the music and shit so I'm excited for sure. But. Yeah, it's it's man, it's so good. I'm trying to think what else. I don't know. Whatever's come out, you know, Barbarians one on one on my list right now. It's I think it doesn't come out for another couple of weeks. Yeah, but yeah. I you know I didn't. Did you see Men? Yeah, I actually really enjoyed Men. I don't really like CGI. If I'm being really yeah, honest, I, um, I, I, I I'm, I'm a bit of a purist in terms of like with filmmaking. I really like practicals if I can have it. You know, yeah. I felt like it was pretty gratuitous in that movie. Like I, I it really took me out of it a little bit. If I'm honest, um, I can feel that. I don't know why. I I love. Uh, I'm so bad with names. What was the lead? What was her name? Oh, I don't know her name either. I know exactly. Oh, what you're talking I know about she's that. she's she's fantastic though. Like I, yeah. I hope I'm not disrespecting her because her work is she's so great. But she's the best part um, of the film for sure. 100%. She's she's fucking great. She's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that was my favorite part of the movie. And 
I don't know. Just the CGI just didn't do it for me. It really, it really took me out of it. And I also thought, I don't know. I like the stuff A24 is doing. I like the drama, you know, sprinkle with horror, but sometimes I wish they'd just go a little less of that, you know, like I feel like they're doing a lot of that now, you know, like, um, and I know that's Ari. He set a precedent, you know, cause he yeah. just, he made like two back to back like bangers. And so like, he just sort of like paved the way, you know, him and Eggers are like, you know, they're kind of like the godfathers of that right now. You know, um, yeah. I actually think the lighthouse is like brilliant. Like, I, I think it's like this, like such a masterpiece of a movie. Like, fuck yeah. No, um, I love that movie myself as well. I, uh, I did see Norseman. It was good. <laughs> yeah. I thought like, you, you know, could I, see the focus features in it and not the A24-ness in it, if that makes sense. Like, it didn't feel like an A24 movie for sure. And I, I also think it suffered from, like we had talked about it, there was so much emphasis on the authenticity of it that I feel like sometimes it almost drug the movie a little bit. Like it was, they yeah. showed almost too much of stuff that you're like, okay, this is like going on and on, you know? Um, and I, I feared that because I listened to him on a podcast right the, the night I went to see it. Yeah. He was talking about it and they full on asked him because they were like, they talked about all three movies. They're like, how do you feel about the witch? And he was like, eh, the witch, I just wish I could redo it. Like, I wish I could do it like better, you know, which I think the witch is actually fantastic. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what he would change that would make it better. But, and then he was like, I think the lighthouse is perfect. He's like, it's exactly what I wanted. It's what I saw in my head. It's what I wanted to make. And then he was like, I'm 50, 50 on Norseman. I was like, okay, well, if the director is doing pub, he's saying that, you know? Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, he's such a master. I, I really, him and area, like, I'm so excited to see what those guys have in the future. Cause they're just young directors, you know, like they're like yeah. the next, they're the next wave, you know, like think of the like crazy shit they're going to be doing in 20 years. Like they're going to be, you know what I mean? They're going to be our new, like big boy directors, you know, like, yeah, no, I agree hundred percent. And uh, I feel like that was uh, Alex Garland, you know, he did X mm-hmm. Machina for um, a 24. So I feel like that was kind of like a 24, like, Oh, you did one for us. That was successful. Let, we'll let you do another one. And then, mm-hmm. so this, I feel like this one falls more on Alex than it does a 24, but I agree. Uh, but at the same time, I'm with you. It was way too heavy. And especially with a 24 being so, which I mean, I guess, again, that's one thing I like about them is that they let people do what they want, but mm-hmm. they've been so heavy with practical effects in the past that it was kind of a bummer to see, you know, I understand like the final scene of men. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it for what, you know, people that haven't seen it, but sure. I understand that that's really hard to accomplish without CGI, but you can definitely mm-hmm. use some touch-ups or, you know, there could have been some, uh, there was earlier scenes in it that they did, they use CGI that they definitely didn't need to and shit like that. So uh, like, uh, you know, with the guy covered in leaves and shit like that early on, he was all covered. Like that was all CGI and it just looks so fake. I'm like, that could have been, that at least could have been the one practical thing you did. Yeah, it takes me out of it. Yeah, it, it if it's too gratuitous, it just really it really pulls me out of it. And I I want to love it. And I want to believe it. I just yeah. it just gets hard for me because I'm like, oh man, they just you know I had there was moments of that in North Norseman too. I again, we don't have to spoil anything, but like there's just moments where I was like, man, I this was such an expensive movie. Why didn't you just do that for real? I don't understand why this part is fake. Like you could have just easily done this for real. Yeah. Now, hopefully we're getting an update on uh, Ari Aster's next film, Disappointment Boulevard, soon, because I'm really excited. Oh, my gosh. That. I'm looking forward to it. Joaquin is, yeah. pro- I mean, for my money, for pretty much the best working actor. I mean, God, he's so incredible. Like, yeah. I know the Joker has kind of become a meme, but I still think it's a fantastic movie. I, I think okay. Todd's an incredible director. And, like, you know, I know, I know it's, like, that movie's kind of become like this dunk that people use on the internet against people, but I, I just think it's still a masterpiece. I really do. Um, yeah. 
and I'm not, I'm actually not a big uh, comic book guy. I don't really like DC Marvel movies and stuff. I'll see them if my friends want to go. I just saw the new Thor. I thought it was a blast. I had a great time with it. Um, But I'm not a, I'm not a big enough fan to be critical of them. I just go and I'm like, yeah, that was great. That was hilarious. And like, I had a really good time and it was like a popcorn movie, you know, like I I have zero notes because I don't know anything about this. I have no idea if this is accurate to things that people like or, you know, like, I just have zero opinion, but it's kind of nice, you know. Oh yeah, uh, did you see that movie uh, Resurrection that came out recently by chance? Resurrection, refresh it's got, me. It's got uh, Rebecca Hall in it, and it's about like she sees that guy that's like uh, from her past, like. Uh, just oh kind of no, I have not seen that yet. I actually think that might still be bouncing around out here in theaters a little bit. Yeah, I think I feel it like is. I just saw a trailer for it. Yeah, yeah, it just came out a few weeks ago, and it hit like VOD okay. like the week after. But you had to like pay to rent it. It's not like streaming anywhere. Mm. But um, yeah, I paid to rent it, and I highly recommend checking it out. It's really good. But uh, you know, she did that movie, The Night House, as well. And I feel like this, oh, okay, this and The Night House were like both great films. And like she was, they're very like uh, front female driven. You know, with her like her in the front role. And I feel like mm-hmm. uh, men try to do the same thing, just with like like a lack of a you know not as good as a story. So I I'd like mm-hmm. to see that actress get something. You know, one of those stories like Rebecca Hall's gotten with The Night House and Resurrection. Because I feel like both of those films are very strong, and I really enjoyed them both. Uh, as far as um, just films that, you know, are almost driven by one person the whole time with like uh, a few supporting actors, you know, Tim Roth is in uh, resurrection and he does awesome, but really in the night house, there's like nobody of note outside of her. So. Yeah. I, I mean, I would love to see more like, like women, like female, like horror directors. That would be really interesting. I mean, I, it looks like that new Olivia Wilde movie is sort of a kind of like a thriller, right? It feels, it feels yeah. a little bit like um, almost Lynchy, like Step for Wives meets David Lynch. Yeah, a bit. Like, yeah, meets like Twilight Zone a little bit. Like it feels yeah. like a big Twilight Zone episode. I have a theory on that whole movie. I feel like I figured it out, but I could be completely off. I won't spoil it. But I did the same thing with Bodies. I just saw Bodies, Bodies, Bodies a few nights ago, and like I figured yeah. the movie out in like ten minutes, and I was so bummed because I was right. <laughs> it was like, oh, I was like, damn, I didn't want to be right about this. Like, but I, yeah, it was actually a great movie. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's a good like no. little slash slasher like thriller movie. Yeah. No, I'm gonna try to go late night uh, Monday night to check that out. So hopefully I'll be able to get out there. And yeah, see it's it. great. It's a good but, time. Uh, oh yeah. So uh, my next question is: is uh, you know this episode will drop probably the first week of October. Uh, with it being spooky month, you know, and everybody getting into Halloween season, is there any movies that you usually revisit around Halloween time? And you know, they don't have to be necessarily straight horror. They can be kind of those family Halloween films that everybody likes and stuff like that. But uh, do you have any like you know go tos that you like definitely have to watch around this time of year? Yeah, I mean, again, like a lot of the anthologies. So. Creep shows like a must. Yeah, uh, fuck yeah. I love the VHS series, all of them. I think they're all like they all have, even if they're not all like, I mean, I just love that series, like all of them, even 84, I think is the last one that came out or whatever it's called. 94. Um, and we're supposed to get 99. 94. Uh, yeah, 99 will be coming out this year for, uh, oh, really? For the sh- it's part of the Shutter 61 Days. It's going to premiere on Shutter too. So it'll be out in October uh, this year. That, that's incredible. I didn't even know about that. That makes me very happy. Uh, yeah, I I love uh, I love that series. Um, Body bags. I don't know if you've seen that. It's John Carpenter. Oh yeah, fuck like yeah. Where, old, yeah, yeah. Where he's yeah. like the um, the morgue mortician. Well, he's like you find out at the end he's a dead body, but like the whole yeah. time he's acting like the mortician. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like that gas station like serial killer one. Like man, it's, yeah, it's a great you know, David Carradine um, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, there's another good one too called the southbound i think is what it's called i think it's yeah. one of the vhs guys did it um yeah, it's the same guys cool. that did uh screams uh five yeah the radio south okay. guys and ready or not yeah. yeah um that's great you know that's a that's a classic um yeah, that one's really good 
I'm an I'm also an Adam Sandler apologist. Uh, I love everything he does. So I think Hubie Halloween is awesome. It makes me laugh, and uh, I don't I don't feel any shame about that. I know people like love to hate on his new stuff, but I think Hubie Halloween's awesome. Like it's just like a great fun movie. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I tell people all the time the best. I don't care. I know everybody loves his classics, and like for the longest time, The Wedding Singer was my favorite of his. But my favorite Adam Sandler movie is That's My Boy, and that's like one of his more recent ones. Like I feel like that shit is fucking hilarious. But I've, it's I love fucking it's too. fucking great, dude. Jack yeah. and Jill, yeah, the, the the jet ski in the pool scene, dude. If you people are lying if that's not if they say that's not funny, like that scene is so funny. Like in the two grown ups movies. Yeah, yeah, dude, Cronos is great. Um, we're actually, uh, my buddy and I are going to see uh, Happy Gilmore. It's playing in a theater here in like okay. three hours. Um, today, actually, just right now. But yeah, man, that's, I think, you know, it's a lot of anthology stuff. I'm trying to think what else. Like, typically on Halloween, I'll hunt down a bunch of stuff I haven't seen. So that's yeah. the other thing. It's like, I'll, I'll go through, because I usually put like a watch list together and the TV or whatever, and like, I'll just, I'll just rent a bunch of stuff I haven't seen, you know, and, and, the other thing is like I will watch. I'm just not picky. Like if I if there's a director that I'm like I'll I'll watch whatever. Like I'll watch old. Like old was one that I rented like a while back where I was like I know like Shyamalan for whatever reason people like turned on him, but I watched old. It was fine. You know, it's not yeah. like a bad movie. It's just it's fine. It's like a sufficient movie. Yeah, I really um, dig it personally. I, I don't know why it. people hate him so much. Like I get it that his movies have like twists, but I thought. I don't know. It's called so did, uh, I don't know. It's like Hitchcock. I mean, Hitchcock was known for his twist, and nobody all of a sudden was like, "Oh, his move, we're sick of him." I'm like, you know what I mean? I don't yeah, know. yeah. I mean, I, I think, I guess you could say the happening is where that started to take a turn. But <laughs> I mean, that you movie's yeah, you're a lot of stinker. <laughs> Some people hated the village, but I thought the village was good. Yeah, I don't get that because, like, I remember when the village came out, everybody was like hyped on. It. I remember <laughs> everybody like, "You got to see this thing! Like, it's crazy!" You know, and like, it's just funny how like culture changes and people like. They'll like love things that were old and then turn on other things. And, you know, it's yeah. real weird, but I, I don't know. Yeah. But nah, and I just want to comment on Hebe Halloween real quick. I fucking love his mom's shirts. I think it's his mom or his grandmother or whatever. But oh, the shirts, yeah, she's always wearing like uh, very like vulgar shirts and shit, and she don't understand it. It's uh, I don't know, that's the funniest part of that fucking movie for me. But yeah, it's, it's fucking great, man. That that whole camp, but they make so many cool movies, man. It's, yeah. Yeah. No, a go-to for me is Strange Wilderness. I fucking that movie is. Mm -hmm. like, hilarious which is you know happy Mad that and Graham, grandma's boy which is you know just two happy madison movies that uh yeah mostly star alan covert you know of course strange wilderness is mostly steve zahn but alan covert's pretty uh high up on the cast list in that one so yeah i'm a man grandma's boy what a crazy like i remember my friends and i had i don't know we had like a copy of that and we would like you would like go to people's basements and watch it you know it was like yeah. it was like but and then it like popped one day and it just became this like cultural phenomenon because it was like I'm sure you remember, like when it came, like nobody cared about that at all. It was like yeah. a total, like dead in the water, like B movie, basically from that production, and it just like clicked one day. And because my, my friends and I were always big into Nick Swartz, yeah, same. So, like like er, early on, he was like a big, you know, like his early like albums and stuff were just like I don't know why we just loved it, you know. Um, I mean, it's like incredibly immature, so it was just like perfect for a bunch of like skateboarding teenagers, you know. But um, we just attached to all his stuff, you know? yeah. 
Now, for me, it was uh, the same uncle that got me into like horror and heavy music and stuff like that. Uh, he didn't get me into like hardcore, but he got me into like heavy metal, which, you know, eventually like led me to hardcore and stuff like that, uh, which actually Tony Hawk Pro Skater is what led me to hardcore probably because of the, all the punk and shit on it, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. so uh, he was real big on every Adam Sandler movie and shit like that. So he was the one that actually got me into watch Grandma's Boy because like uh, he was like, oh, it's like Adam Sandler's guys. So he just rented it and shit like that. And uh, but I'm with you. It's like it's one of those that even today I still show people for the first time, you know, just unlike uh, Adam Sandler movies you know where they immediately watch it because it's adam sandler you know some people yeah. just like turned like uh, immediately were turned away from it because his name wasn't on it you know they didn't look for the happy madison part or like they didn't care that they recognized everybody from his films they were just like without him it's not worth their watch you know which is crazy because it's one of the best films that he's produced or whatever but yeah i just saw uh airheads oh yeah so okay. they did a uh quentin tarantino has a movie theater out here called the new beverly and yeah. uh it's a single screen and they only show movies on film Hey, there's and some he does Ghost World, of, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they did yeah. a double feature. It was Ghost World and Airheads two nights, and so I went, I went and saw because Ghost World's like one of my, I don't know why, I just like love it. It's like one of my favorite. Like they introduced it as the last great '90s movie, and it was made in 2001. But that's like sort of the joke is like it feels like a '90s movie, right? Yeah, but, for me, it came on IFC all the time back in the day, and I just for some reason always left it on no matter what. Like uh, yeah, the IFC channel, it's like I always was like, oh fuck, it's on. Let me watch it again. Like it yeah, just, it's 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 so great and uh so yeah and then airheads is just like it had been a very long time so i saw airheads and it's a lot cooler than i remember yeah like i don't remember it has like cool music in it and stuff because i was i was like oh like this is this gonna be like weird like just full like hair metal it's not there's like there's like a bunch of cool punk bands on it and like the song that they play is an old punk song it's like i was just like oh this is like cool like somebody like kind of knew what was going on when they made this and it's you know, it's it's been fun. Like, there's a couple theaters here that only play old movies. Like, they yeah. don't play anything new. So that that would be New Bev. And then we've got a we've got this amazing place here called Brain Dead. Um, yeah. that that does like, I mean, I saw Casino there, Stand by Me, SLC Punk, oh, like yeah. all these are crazy, all these crazy movies. And uh, it's just interesting to watch people interact with them because a lot of people haven't seen them before. Yeah. So I remember people, people like gasp and like they're just having like these experiences because those movies are really like socially very different than where we're at. Yeah. You know, like like the the thing like the names people are calling each other and so you're like, wow, like this is crazy. Like it's crazy to think about like you couldn't put this stuff in movies now. Like people would be so pissed. You know, yeah. like it's just super interesting how things have changed. And in some of these movies, it wasn't that long ago. You know. No, definitely. I know exactly what you mean. Um, I'm used to work at a movie i used to work as an assistant manager at a movie theater locally but we you know only showed new movies and stuff but we could show like we could watch blu-rays in the theater and shit like that and uh, Mm -hmm. we would do employee showings and one night i showed all the employees uh friday and afterwards Mm -hmm. one of the one of the kids was like i'm surprised by how well the humor held up in that movie and i was like uh like because you know like there's not much in that movie at all that like really doesn't like hold up you know what i mean because it's all like yeah and it's a masterpiece kind of you know yeah and uh but it was like it took me by surprise but at the same time i was like i guess so i was like because you know then me and my wife recently watched uh which actually just yesterday we watched little nikki and there was shit in that Mm -hmm. movie that wouldn't really hold up you know what i mean like uh, oh yeah for sure like the quentin tarantino preacher like i think people would be trying to cancel quentin tarantino today like if you know what i mean like if that movie came out and shit like that just because he's always you know yelling about like gay people and you know like people going to hell and all this shit you know what i mean Stuff yeah like that. so it's just one of those movies that it's uh um uh, but uh one that like we watched encino man the other day and that one was really you know bad for shit like that so it's just uh mm-hmm. i agree 100 though it's uh it's crazy that uh when people watch stuff with a nostalgic lens they'll turn that stuff off but if something came out like that today 
they're gonna jump they're gonna fucking try to shut it down real quick but you know, that's, but uh, i think there's i think there's an authenticity to some of it right like yeah like when i watch old scorsese movies it's like it wouldn't be like goodfellas wouldn't be the same without it like i'm not mm-hmm. suggesting that like like obviously don't go around like don't use that and don't you know what i mean like I, like the, i'm not saying like that needs to be used i'm just saying like it would be kind of like different if it didn't you know if, if they yeah. if, if movies like if they tiptoed around it all the time it's like these guys are like bad people like that's that's like the takeaway is like not everyone that's on the screen is a good person yeah <laughs> like a lot of these people are like killers and stuff like yeah they say terrible things like what did you expect them to do like they're not just going to be like you know yeah like um, you said the filmmaker, that's, filmmaker puts it in there for a reason pretty much you know what i mean type thing well so. yeah and i mean of yeah. course it's like of a time and you know i think things are different but it, it also just kind of lends to that and you need some authenticity to tell a story right i mean yeah i don't know i don't know what the line is there to be honest because you know obviously don't want to like upset people but at the same time getting get making a great story sometimes means showing the full scope of an issue you know yeah no definitely 100 percent for sure but um uh, that's actually my goal is to, uh, my retirement goal is to, open, we used to have this theater here and uh, where I'm at, where I live in Elizabeth city. And uh, it was a dinner theater and it showed like one movie a night and stuff like that. And it would show like two showings and it, uh, it was a real big old theater. And uh, that's like my retirement goal is to open that back up to show old movies. Cause it's like right downtown and shit. And uh, yeah, downtown is now popping like where, when I was growing up, there was nothing down there. So it's like a of course. thing, but like everywhere in America, it seems like. Yeah. The gentrification or soda soap. If you watch South Park. on <laughs> oh, Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But uh, the whole foods. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so um, we can move into, uh, unless you have some more movies to mention, we can uh, jump into the hypothetical questions that I usually have at the back half. So. Oh yeah. So usually uh, I say back half, it's usually like the back third. I uh, have about two hypothetical questions I like to ask all my guests. And then I have one question that I ask uh, to end the show that uh, all my, that I ask all my guests. The first hypothetical question that I have for you is if somebody approached you and, you know, with you being a filmmaker and everything like that, of course, you know, you, you could direct it and write it and everything, but if somebody approached you as a producer, you know, just with a budget to give you and said, I want to make a music video for you and the guys on foreign pain. And I want you to uh, pretty much make a short film version of one of your favorite horror films just uh, featuring you guys uh, in the, well, it doesn't even have to feature you guys, you know, it could be something like uh, the way that South of Life was, you know what I mean? Where it's just a music video, you know, feature, mm-hmm. you know, your music and stuff. But uh, if you could remake one of your favorite horror movies into a shortened version for a music video, uh, what movie would you choose and how would you do it for a music video? Man, I, wow, what a question. Um, I don't know if this is going to be a ridiculous answer or not. Um, are you familiar with the Everlong video that Michelle Gondry did? Yes, the one in like, the nineties. So it's very like Evil Deadish almost too, like when yeah. it goes in the cabin and stuff. Yeah. So I would love to do something like that. Fuck yeah. But with Scream. Oh yeah. <laughs> like so, like take like the first, uh, you know, the opening. Uh, well, I don't even know what that is. The first ten minutes of Scream or whatever, like, which I think is probably you know we, it's a whole other discussion, but probably one of the greatest horror openings ever, right? I mean, it's like yeah. so strong. Um, but I think it would be really funny to do that with like all of us, you know, like just playing the characters, like somebody's Drew Barrymore and like, I don't know, it's just, just like ridiculous, like fun, like that, like Foo Fighters did, you know, like real campy and like kind of dumb and like funny because Fuck you. I don't know. I just love filmmaking and I love all this stuff so much that like, like for me, like, I don't know if I could ever remake anything in a serious manner. Does that make sense? Like it yeah. would have to be, it would have to be like an homage, like in a, different way you know like if it's if somebody handed me like 
uh, like for example, they redid Cabin Fever. Like I think they used the same script and just like reshot it or whatever, right? Yeah. In my opinion, that's Eli Roth's masterpiece. I don't know if he'll ever do better than that. I think that movie's perfect. Um, yeah. But it's like I couldn't do it. Like I, I'd be like, nah, it's already been done. Like it's so good. I don't know what I would do. So I, yeah, my answer is Scream in the vein of Michelle Gondry with just like crazy over the top, like evil deadish, but like super campy and ridiculous. And yeah. it would just be a ton of fun. We would just have fun with it. Cause our band, like our videos are pretty serious, but we're all like pretty funny. Like we're just fun dudes. We're, we're like, have, like to have fun. We're all like, we're not 20 anymore. You know what I mean? Like a few, a few of our guys have wives and children and like, we're just, we're guys, we're just older guys, you know, like yeah. this band is just a lot of fun for us. Like we just enjoy playing music and hanging out with each other. And it's like a great excuse. So as much as I like doing the serious videos, I think if we got offered something like that, that's probably what we would do. It's like something a little bit more fun, but the, yeah. our band is very, uh, everybody has a seat at the table in yeah. terms of like creativity. Um, as far as videos go, they typically will like, just trust me to like do the thing I want to do, you know? Yeah. Um, but I love having their input and stuff. So I, I, I long, long ass answer to uh, is, uh, yeah, probably the screen with the Michelle Gondry thing. Fuck yeah. No, no, exactly what you mean. I, uh, I really enjoy the video and I've watched it a lot recently just because, uh, of course, you know, with, I watched Studio 66, which was awesome. I know we didn't mention that one, but I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, uh, I got to interview BJ McDonald. So I was watching some of their old music videos. And then of course, Taylor Hawkins shortly after passed away. So it was just like a lot of Foo Fighters for the past like four or five months. So I've actually watched that video a few times. So uh, like as soon as you said it, I was like, fuck yeah. I have never uh, realized mm-hmm. Michelle Gondry had directed it though, which, uh, you know, I love Eternal Sunshine. So um, yeah, that's one of the reasons I'm sitting here. Yeah. That's one of my, that's one of my favorites of all time. Fuck yeah. yeah. No, I definitely agree. I should put on that. Sh- I should wear that shirt. I wear my green room shirt. Right <laughs> the green room's great, man. He's one of my favorite directors. I can't wait to see what he does next. Same. No, I'm excited to see what he does uh, for sure. But uh, so my next question, I was going to ask you what movie would you remake? But since you said you wouldn't really want to take one of those serious, I think I'm going to kind of bend the question. And uh, since you mentioned the new Bev, uh, my question is, if you could pick uh, a double bill that would show at the new Bev, what two movies would you choose to show at the new Bev? Wow. Um, or, well, any theater, but, uh, you know, that's just a cool one to choose. Tarantino I'm so I'm so spoiled because I've seen so many of my favorites because I live in a place that like celebrates cinema sure um you know my favorite movie of all time is taxi driver and so i've okay. seen i've seen that and theaters um man that is such a hard question what would i want to see in theaters you know i have always been a big scorsese fan but i've seen again i've had the privilege of seeing many of his my favorite films of his in theaters at this point yeah you know honestly if i could go back to a time i really loved the Robert Rodriguez Tarantino Grand House double feature as oh, yeah. it came out. I saw that by myself. I remember I was pretty young. Like I must have, I don't know, was I still in high school? It was, I don't know, it was a long time ago. I don't know what year that came out, but yeah. Um that whole that experience oh seven. Yeah. So yeah. I was I was maybe 18 years old. But that whole experience was so awesome. Like even even in like the small town I was from, like it was still playing there and it was playing with the trailers and like all yeah. like just the experience. And I wish that just people didn't appreciate it. Like, I don't think it did that well. And like, I think death proof is one of his best movies. Like I know it's, it's long, but man, does it pay off? It's like yeah. one of the, it's like one of his like best payoffs. Like it's so great. Like the end is like, it's got just like kick-ass soundtrack and it's like so good, you know, like I think that's something I'd want to see again. You know, I, I hope I'm not forgetting something even more incredible than that. And I know it's kind of a more recent thing, but 
I just don't know if we'll ever see that kind of thing again. Like, I think what they were trying to do is so cool. And I, I wish it had been respected more when it came up. And I just think it's great. Yeah. No, I agree hundred percent, especially cause uh, well, for one, um, uh, I did. The, I kind of have like a special memory of seeing it as well. I went down to Macon, Georgia from North Carolina mm-hmm. with my stepbrother because his like mom was moving down there at the time because his, his dad was the one married to my mom, not, you know, his mom married to my dad or whatever. And sure. uh, so I just went down there with him to help them move or whatever. And me and him were only 15. And so like you can't technically get into already moving until you're 17. So what we did is we bought tickets online. And this was like when buying tickets online was like first becoming a thing. It wasn't as popular. You know what I mean? Like you had to still print your tickets, even though you bought them mm-hmm. online and bring them in and shit. And uh, so like we did that and we were like, well, let's just hope that they don't card us. You know, like we'll just risk it. And if so, we're out 20 bucks. Like at that age, you don't give a fuck about 20 bucks. But yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. so we like walked down there from where like her like a little apartment was at the time. And like we got in and didn't like it was one of the first R-rated movies that we successfully snuck into. So like getting to watch that with the trailers and everything was just so like such an experience. And then uh, like I'm with you, Death Proof is one of his best movies as far as like you got that first initial like car crash that takes like 30, 40 minutes to get to. But once it happens, it creates like a whole nother horror, like level of horror for the second group of girls and everything. Uh, I actually have a Death Proof poster that hangs above my TV in the living room and everything. Like I love that film. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm with, with you. Uh, I wish that it would get would have got more respect when it came out but i would like to see it hit a return to theaters and maybe get like another good run just so that way um because it was supposed to you know create more grindhouse movies you know edgar wright did one of the trailers eli roth and mm-hmm. like they were in talks to do the second grindhouse movie and i'm like fucking if edgar wright and eli roth did a grindhouse like not saying it would be better than quentin tarantino and robert rodriguez by any means it, it probably wouldn't be but it would be just as fun and fucking batshit that i would just like i would immediately buy a ticket you know what i mean like of, of course and then i mean i think zombie did the the ss werewolf one or whatever yeah. right yeah i mean it's just like what a crazy i don't remember who did don't was that was that that's edgar uh, wright yeah that, that is edgar wright okay yeah. i don't think i knew that he did that that's funny um yeah i mean i had i had a, a poster for the eli roth one the, the yeah. things killing or whatever like i that was such a ridiculous that trailer is amazing yeah <laughs> like, the machete still to became this a day, thing yeah and it's hilarious like i don't know what's going on the turkey scene is just like what the yeah. hell is this like why why is that happening it's the girl like, jumping so on the trampoline and then she just like comes out oh, on the knife <laughs> man it's so crazy yeah that one of my like prized possessions was my 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 good friend phil he bought me uh for my birthday he got me like a subway size planet terror poster fuck you um and it was signed by the whole cast fuck you that's awesome and like like robert and i think quinn may have signed it. everybody he's in the movie uh, so yeah it was it was it was so great and then somebody stole it but man if i I, yeah i got it's a long story but yeah when when i first moved to long beach down here i got we got robbed and that's one of the things i lost but it was uh man that was like one of my prized possessions just i was so proud of that thing it was so cool um but yeah i think yeah that's my answer man i think that's the one Uh, i'd just love to experience that again i i wish i could experience it again for the first time to be honest because i had so much fun the first time i saw it fuck you no 100 percent agree and uh just two other things i want to mention about it real quick is i pulled the blu-ray aside the other day because i'm actually going to be on the church of tarantino podcast uh he's doing a um a panel about death proof and uh Mm. Uh, for the 15th anniversary which happened earlier this year but he's just doing the like panel now and uh so i'll be on that in a couple weeks or whatever i don't know when it's gonna air or whatever but so i was like i pulled down the blu-ray to kind of like watch it again like recently and then i was gonna watch it again when it gets closer i haven't actually Mm -hmm. watched it yet but uh 
Um, so I was just looking at the Blu-ray and on the back, uh, Quentin Tarantino, there's a picture of him filming and he's wearing a shirt that's an ACDC rip. And it says uh, like it's like ACDC back in black. But instead it says RRQT back to back. And it, I was like, that shirt is so fucking sick, man. That like, is so cool. And then, of course, on the front, if you look, uh, it shows like a theater cover. Like it shows like a movie theater because it's for both movies, you know, Planetary and Death Proof. And it sure. shows like a front of like a movie theater, like um, box office. And it says, shows like the movies in the marquee. But the only movie poster that's on the whole front like thing, like uh, like in the decoration, it has like one that says coming soon for Machete. It doesn't have like any of the other trailers, posters. And I'm like, that's so smart because it's like that's the only movie that actually got made. So it yeah. just shows that even down to the Blu-ray, there was like so much love and details into it, you know, and, um, you know, it just shows how much those guys like love those films and those projects. So Yeah, well, in turn, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Quentin actually he was the director of photography on Death Proof. Doesn't that didn't he shoot that movie? Yeah, I believe so. Pretty, I'm pretty sure he did. I think that's the only one he's shot, unless I'm forgetting something. But yeah, he's uh, he's something, man. He's one of those guys. I, I I would personally believe that he is one of the few filmmakers who has a perfect resume. I don't I don't think he's made a bad film, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, there's very very few guys that have done that. You know, Paul Thomas Anderson probably is another one. I know Inherent Vice is a hard hard pill to swallow for some people, but it's still a masterful piece of art. You know. Yeah. No, actually, I almost watched uh, Licorice Pizza the other day for the first time. I just haven't got around to it. I didn't realize how oh, long it was. Man. It's incredible. Hell yeah. I no, love it. We went, see it hit Amazon. He, uh, he did a, a thing with Alana, who's the singer of Hame. She was, yeah. th- those two did like a panel and we went and saw it. And uh, I bet this huge theater here was like, I want to say like oh, maybe 1,500 seats. It's huge. Okay. Maybe, but man, it's great. And I love film. Like I love like seeing things on like actual film, like the texture of it. And, like, yeah that's kind of what makes him great in Tarantino. Like that's that thing that people don't realize that they're seeing. Yeah. Like most people won't know they're watching film, but it's like, it's special. It's something like the, the colors and like the way that it looks, it's just, there's something unique about it. You know, it's, it's beautiful. And that's what made all those movies cool in the eighties. Yeah. Like the seventies and eighties is like that 16 millimeter, that grit. That's what you're seeing. Like you're yeah. seeing like this gritty, like dirty image. Cause it's like real film, you know? Yeah. No, I agree 100%. That's one of the things that adds to the Quentin movies, you know, even the ones that are still clean. It's like they're all on film. It's just, you know, something about it. But, but yeah, uh, they're all least... 35, I think, unless, except for eight. I think eight is on seven. Maybe. Yeah, I was going to say eight. eight was the last one. Yeah, I think it was extra big or whatever. But um, the, uh, so my final question I like to ask all my guests is uh, do you have a horror story of your own? And, you know, it can be, you know, from, you know, something going wrong while trying to film something, or it could be, you know, something going wrong while playing a show, or it could just be something that's scary as shit that happens to you in your personal life. And if you believe in the paranormal, you're uh, more than welcome to share that kind of story as well. I have a horror story. Man, this one's tough. I don't know if I do. Um, I've had guests not have them before as well. So definitely don't uh, worry. I want to have more of these. I just don't. I would say that most of my, I got this thing going on in my house where uh, we have these like footsteps that go from my hallway to my couch. <laughs> and it's like, I have no, I have no idea if this counts or what you're talking about, but we cannot figure it out. It Like you'll be sitting there and it literally sounds like someone is just walking towards you. I mean, you can watch it almost. You can sit here and like, look at the sound and it feels like you're watching someone. You can't see anything, yeah. but you can literally, these footsteps are like, coming towards you like you can't and you're like what is this and they're not running and it doesn't really nothing happens it just stops but it has happened to multiple people like i have been sitting on the couch with another person and we're both looked at it like what is this like what why is this happening like what is this um i have no idea if that is helpful for what you're looking for but 
that's pretty much it. I don't really have any good haunting stories. Um, Shit, that was I feel like me. all all my friends have like weird like glitch stories, like stories where they they think that like a you know a matrix glitch like they think something like weird has happened and they're like they lost time or something you know i don't know yeah. i don't know about any of that but um yeah i don't know i'm sorry i don't have a better answer for that i uh shit the phantom steps and the fact that you're dealing with it now is fucking scary enough for me i don't know <laughs> but again i i i'm sort of a i might be too much of a realist for my yeah. own good so because i'll be like oh it's gonna be it's probably just like a pipe thing there must be a pipe that runs weird you know like i i don't know yeah no, especially no, when something repeats itself the same way after a while, you start to just be like, oh, there's something there. You know, like, yeah, not it, like there as it literally in like a just haunting. happened. Really? I literally just heard, I just literally heard like this little like noise right here. Yeah, it's so weird. It happened hey. all the time. And you I don't have it. upstairs neighbors. So, uh, <laughs> like, I don't know, unless the people downstairs are walking like backwards or something. I don't know, but um, <laughs> that's a whole other kind of horror, probably. Right. It's the fucking mom from Hereditary <laughs> smacking. Yeah, exactly. Hands. <laughs> just, she just like perched up in this corner up here. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you for uh, coming on the show and stuff like that. Do you want to remind people, you know, about uh, any of your projects or, you know, where they can, uh, you know, check out some of your music videos and also, you know, what you have in the works that you want to promote? Yeah. Uh, I mean, everything, as far as our music videos go, you can go, our label's Good Fight, the hardcore label. Right now, we have a bunch of stuff coming out. So, I mean, just, the Instagram forum Pain HC, um, and uh, my personal one is just my name S H A W N E S. Um, and yeah, I've got a horror short called John, which I'm hoping will be out, you know, relatively soon. It's still being cut right now, um, and uh, yeah, that's kind of what's on the horizon right now. Um, and then you know, I'm always trying to get a feature off the ground, so eventually there'll be some stuff going on with that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the big stuff right now, and the band is active. We're just just trying to figure it all out so um unfortunately don't have a ton to pump right now but yeah i mean you can go to the, the good fight youtube and we're we're all over that we also did a uh like a three-part series um that i shot it's like a little doc thing where we kind of explain some of the songs and the lyrics um okay. and then our uh, our mastermind aaron uh he basically reworked the songs into like these like ambient super cool like kind of soundtracky kind of things and then we did like spoken word like almost like journal stuff over them and uh, oh, yeah. we're super proud of them i think they're great they're super interesting and they've been really good for people who don't like heavy music too like you know if you've got people who don't like hardcore music it's like it's cool you can still digest it and it's not just like screaming at you so oh. um yeah so i mean that's that's all up on the youtube for good fight and uh yeah we're all there you can find us i mean we're on spotify and apple and all that crap too so Anywhere yeah. you listen to music, you can find us there somewhere. Oh, yeah, I appreciate it. And I'll uh, link the Good Fight YouTube in the description as well as uh, your website, your filmmaker website and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much for having me. It was awesome. Of course, man. I enjoyed uh, talking to you and uh, enjoy the rest of your night. Yeah, you too. Thanks, man. Of course, man. Later. And as usual, I just want to say thanks again for listening and make sure you check back next week as I'll be joined by the one and only John Martello of the band Rock Bottom. Make sure you check out their brand new album, Speedway, that's been out for a couple weeks now. And go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all updates on the podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can sign up for the Patreon for only $2 a month. The link for that is in the description. Thank you guys again so much for listening. I hope you're all having an amazing October, and stay safe.